In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. In the lab time, it's Drew Doherty, it's John Harris, and the dreaded Colts are coming to town, John. Just lost the Buccaneers, although that happens to a lot of teams. A lot of teams are going to lose the Buccaneers. I think they're still the team to beat in the NFL. They're just nasty. They've got everything, including the greatest ever at quarterback. they got a really good defense. And Leonard Fournette. Hey, Leonard Fournette's up. Uh, he's up behind me, actually. I'm giving him a... Yeah. You show that? Um, anyway, trust me, that's him. Yeah, he was wearing yeah. a cowboy hat, too. I think you... Did you put the cowboy hat on him? For being I handed it to him. That's kind of a weird move for a grown man to make to put a hat on another grown man. I don't, I hand it to him and say, Hey, would you like yeah. to wear it? And they typically take it, but yeah, you in know, that game at Texas bowl against Texas tech yeah. back way back, Patrick Mahomes in Texas tech, he had 200 some yards rushing he had four touchdowns mm-hmm. and I would contend they didn't give the ball to him enough enough. Yeah. And sooner they, they should have sooner. And uh, I think it would have been a much bigger blowout anyways. Now he's a here. Hey, that game, Drew, you bring it up. Patrick Mahomes, Kiki QT, DeAndre Washington for Texas Tech. Jakeem the, the Dream Grant, right? Jakeem Grant. Yep. Jakeem Grant. Fournette. DJ Chark. I think Was there a young like, Jordan Brooks playing linebacker? Maybe? I think, or? yes. I think there may have been. I'm trying to, that was a 15 season. So that might have been, yeah, that might have been. It might, would have been a young one. I don't know if he would have played in that game. Yeah. Um, but you had Jamal Adams, Arden Key, Davin Godshaw, all playing for, yeah. uh, for LSU. That Texas Bowl was jam-packed. Various guys was probably with rattling dudes. around. Yeah, and of course, you know how that all right. how that all went down. But of course, playoff Lenny, um, or as they now call him, so you know, for for Tuddy's net um, because of what he did last week. But you know, it, 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 I know we'll have the Texas Bowl, and I, I don't know exactly who will play in it. My, I have a, I have a. I hope hunch. it's LSU in here. Well, I love it when LSU. Say. Listen, I mean, this is what I'm going to say before you get into what you're going to say. Yeah. If you've never been to NRG Stadium, when LSU plays here and yeah. or when Mexico plays a soccer game here, <laughs> change what you're doing and trust. Just come if you can. It's awesome. It's a different place when those two teams are here. It's, a, it's an awesome environment. Very cool environment. I love it when the Tigers are here. I went to SMU. I don't have a dog in this fight. Yeah, I love when LSU plays in this building. Please come back if you can. Tigers, Man, we love having you here. If the Mexican national soccer team could play against the LSU football team in some way, shape, or form in some game, the hinges would come just, off. Oh, it would, it would, they, they would have to take the top off and put additional seats. And, and those two fan bases would buy additional seats. Hey, we're going to have to put you in the ninth level. Yeah. Where's that? Well, we've pulled the roof back and we've put a ninth level on top of this. Fine. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. And, and LSU was the one that when LSU beat AM, uh, which, the way the game was going should not have happened at the end, but you know, bad a bad scheme call gets you in bad position, and LSU got to win it. Good for them. It won't be Ed Orgeron in the game, but LSU always delivers. And look on the other side, it could be Iowa State, it could be Kansas State. You have a lot of purple, and those two fan bases, Iowa State, Iowa State has not been in this game. Well, I can't remember if they they've not been in the Texas Bowl as it's designed now, and I don't think ever. But Iowa State, Kansas State, both those fan bases will travel, and I would imagine no matter how the season's going, they're going to travel and be there and so LSU. So I'm hoping for two of those teams to match up in that bowl game, and uh, that would be 
that would be pretty, pretty darn fun for sure. Yeah. I love, love when LSU comes to town, they do this thing after a kickoff, excuse me, after a touchdown when they're about to kick off and they play the Garth Brooks song, Colin Baton Rouge, and they've got their video and it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a chill. It's a cool moment, man. Like the whole town, well, the whole, whole, whole stadium sings along and, there was a, a guy on the kickoff coverage team, you know, he was standing like pretending to, <laughs> you know, conduct the music. It was, it was awesome. The times that they've done it here. So anyhow, yeah. let's talk a little bit about goals for the final six games for the first time since 2005, 2006, the Texans will have consecutive losing seasons. Rewind that. Think about that consecutive losing back to back losing seasons. Now, it's been ugly this year. It was ugly last year, but there's been a little a section of, of folks that think, wow, they're always losers, you know, that fret. And yeah, they've never won the Super Bowl, but they're not always losers. They've been to the playoffs quite a bit over the last decade. Now those, those days are in the rearview mirror right now, but for the first time since the second Bush administration, the Texans have consecutive losing seasons. That's weird. So what's re- what's left for this year? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? Mm. You and I are going to discuss that. My main goal okay. is to see what you got out of the guys like Jimmy Morrissey, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, not in any particular order, Brevin Jordan, right? Um, Jonathan Grenard, keep that going, Roy Lopez, the young guys who are under contract, who are going to be around next year. And Morrissey's not under contract, but he's exclusive rights, and you kind of can control where he goes. Yep. But guys who are certainly going to be back next year who have promise and shown promise, and let's let's let them get some reps and see what they got and continue to learn, continue to build, continue to get better so they can be building blocks for the future around here. Because I've been, with each of those cases, I've been very, very happy with some stuff that I've seen. I want to see more, obviously, because they're still in the early stages of their career, but it's very promising with that crew, and you need another great draft to add to it. You know, yep. you need to keep layering on these young players that uh, that can come on in here and, and make big contributions. You know, and I think last year and, and the year before, you didn't get to see too much from your rookies uh, by and large. That wasn't the case this year. You've seen a lot from your rookie draft class. You've seen a lot from, you know, guys like Morrissey who came in as an undrafted free agent um, who had been with another team, not an undrafted free agent. He was a seventh rounder with, with the right. Las Vegas Raiders, but he wasn't a part of your team at the start of the season. Let's let's keep that going because you got to layer on the talent that you can control contract wise for the next few years. And I want to see more of these young guys. What about you? What's 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 your goal? I'm with you. What are your goals? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the young guys uh, is I I think first and foremost is understanding the you know these these guys are going to have to be the foundation of your squad going forward. You're going to get some help in the next draft, next couple drafts, a couple of free agent cycles, and all that, but. These guys, you mentioned them, Nico Brevin, uh, even Garwalo. Uh, Roy yeah. Lopez has already established himself as one of those guys. But seeing those guys get opportunities. And I think when it, when it comes to opportunity for me at the end of the year, I always think about Arian Foster. And Arian, as a rookie in 2009, had been around. He was here. He had been in the building. Now, he'd had one mishap or I don't know, something happened. But either way. Well, he, was, he, f- he was practice squad until Yeah, until the last – yeah, the last yeah. few weeks. And then finally he gets the opportunity to start against the Dolphins and bada boom, bada bang, a hundred plus yards. And you're like, well, 
That was fun. And then does it in the final week against the Patriots. And I think if, and we do this a lot, we redraft drafts. And I don't know that we've gone or gone back and redrafted 2000, 2010, because I think in the first round, the Texans did get it right with Kareem. I think where they got it wrong was not moving him to safety earlier, but that's a discussion for a different day. But the next pick was Ben Tate. And part of the reason you took Ben Tate was because I don't think you, you, found out what you had with Arian Foster early enough. If you had seen Arian for five, six games and realized, hey, wait a second, we think he can be the number one back. Well, then maybe in 2010, in that second round, maybe you take a different approach. Maybe you don't have to take a running back as high. Maybe you go a different position. And the defense and going into 2010 needed every single ounce of help it could get. So maybe you draft a defensive player in the second round there and you get a running back a little bit later to go with Arian. Now, look, I don't want to take away from what Ben Tate did, but the philosophy could have changed if you could have seen Arian. And look, I, I mean, I understand, you know, how things are and, and, you know, timing doesn't always match up the way you want it to, but uh, and in a year also in 2009, where you still had an opportunity to get to the playoffs, it wasn't about, you're going to, you're, you know, you're in the position Texans were. I mean, at this point, two and two and nine, we are in 2009. What were we? I mean, we this weren't. Five and six. You, so that, that was an interesting five year. Five and six. You start, you start the season, you go into your bye at five and three, come out of your bye. Texans lost four straight to go to five and seven. And yeah. then they won their final four to go to nine right. and seven to finish the year. So it was a weird, they were on the, the verge of just like really veering off and, Getting, right, getting ugly, but they ride the brought ship it and, back. Yeah, and and so maybe that changes the so I, as as much as you can get guys that you believe in, that you believe can be in this foundation, to get them reps at what you believe they'll do in the future, it's massively important. And I bring up this one as well. I think as much as you possibly can figuring out what the offensive line is going to look like. And and I'm not saying that you're going to have all five starters in the building for 2022 and beyond, but to know this guy's a part of our offensive line future. This guy might not be, this guy it's, definitely it's been is a new, not, It's been a new bag is. every single week. That's a right. valid point you're making. You want to find out, you know, which of the five are going to roll together. Right. Especially, you know, which ones are, you wanting to keep which ones are you going to say okay thank you very much we'll see you next time because yeah you're right it's it's been a mixture it's been very reminiscent of what we saw in 17 and and 18 you know just lots of mixing and matching and and you know not as effective as you like in in terms of what you want run protection and i know i know injuries wise i know injuries have played a part with with justin Britt and larry tunsell I, i understand that but I don't know if we'll get an extended look at Titus Howard at left tackle. Um, and if he looks good, I saw Titus in the hallway the other day, I was just walking down the hall and he kind of happened to be coming out of the locker room. We come out of the room at the same time. And we kind of dapped each other up. And I said, so I just said, so like riding a bike. And he said, that's my highest grade all year. <laughs> and, and that was, that was just, that was all. And I just said, well, there you go. And I walked yeah. away and didn't have to say much. And sometimes that's all I kind of say to the guys is, is just that. And I, I think it just goes to show that sometimes the guys, you know, comfort shows that, you know, a guy being comfortable. And look, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Titus wouldn't have a future at guard, but maybe his future is at tackle. Maybe, maybe it's at left tackle. And, and but, you know, who knows? There's been a lot of talk about 
about what happens at that particular position, whether Laramie is going to be a long-term guy or not, or whether Titus can be that guy or not. I don't, I don't know, but I want to get settled on it. I want to get settled on it. So we know we go into the draft in 20, uh, 2022. And look, not all these guys that I'm about to say are going to end up coming out in the draft. They might, but you have Iki Aquanu from NC state. You got uh, Kenyon green from Texas A&M. You got Tyler Lindenbaum, the center from Iowa. Uh, you got Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. A couple of those guys can play a couple of different positions. A couple of those guys are set in one position. The thing about them is all those guys I mentioned, Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, is as good an athlete as anybody at the offensive line position. The offensive line is, is – if everybody comes out as we would expect, the offensive line is jacked in this draft. And I know you don't want to go out there and rely on a bunch of rookies. But I know that the Indianapolis Colts drafted two rookies in 2018, one six-pick overall and one with the, the second-round pick. And those two guys have started nearly every game for the Colts when they've been healthy in Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith. And they've been the cornerstones. 40% of, the, of that offensive line from the day they were drafted in 2018 and set the tone for that team. Yeah, Nelson's think, been one of the best players in the NFL. Yeah, Not just offensive of line, but best players. Yeah, yeah. yeah regardless of position. Uh, or as some people would like to say, irregardless. But no, it's regardless. Tony Soprano of would say that, yes. Yeah, irregardless. Um, then give me some gabagool, too. That said, get that offensive line set. Because on the other side of the ball, there might be some some in, in and out parts on the defensive line. But I think we're seeing with the defensive line, Drew, I think we're seeing the the makings and, and the, the construction of what can be a very good defensive line in the future, but figuring out what that offensive line has got to be and what you want its identity to be, I think is, is invaluable to this team. And so you've got six more games to figure out, all right, what do we got with Jimmy Morrison? What do we got with Justin Britt? What do we got with uh, Justin McCray? What do we like about Titus? How about Charlie Heck? These are six games that are a big evaluation of Charlie Heck. He started Mm -hmm. for a few what what's it look like how does it go and really get to a point where you can feel confident of this is how we feel about this line we feel these guys are starters we feel these guys are backups we feel these are our holes and we're going to go attack them in free agency and also in the draft good stuff let's see what the young guys can do and let's see if you can get some continuity and cohesion and chemistry and concreteness yes. in the offensive line i like concreteness it's not a real word, but it kind of works, and we all under, understand what it means in this context. Thanks, John, it's always great to see you, man. You're concrete. Yeah, brother. Good to see you, man. This has been In the Lab. <laughs>